Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by hashtag basketball.com and my favorite daily fantasy draft uh, for playing against people in a gambling, uh, no, not a chance situation, draft.com. It's not gambling. It's uh, daily fantasy, and it is one of the number one sites out there. And if you use the ha- the promo code boxes, you will receive a free entry to your first game after you make your first deposit. I am your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael. We have so much to talk about today. I, a lot I, happened. And it just keeps happening, right? Like, I mean, we saw something massive happen this afternoon. We had a couple of not-so-good-looking injuries tonight. Some really depressing injuries over the weekend. Uh, questionable other stuff going on this uh, today, even. And then the breaking news. Um, and let's let's just get right into it, because there is a whole lot to talk about. And let's start out with the most important news. Andre Roberson out for the year. It's a shame. I actually think this may become bigger news. Is that surprising to you? Um, yes. That is surprising to me. In the sense, okay, Oklahoma City had not a play to begin with. Will you back me on that? Yeah, and someone's going to have to take this the, the 26, 27 minutes that Andre Roberson playing. I feel bad for all the people who were in bigger leagues who were winning their steals by two or four steals per week because Andre Roberson was you know killing everybody in steals. Like I feel bad for those people. But in reality, in a standard league, I'm not really sure there's going to be anything new here. No, but. I believe this forces the Thunder into making yet another trade. Ooh, wow. Because they don't want to play Terrence Ferguson. They don't want to play guys like Alex Obrinia's big minutes, I don't think. Um, even the, the the Raymond Felton, Russell Westbrook backcourt does not sound enticing to them. Whatever happened to Patrick Patterson? Um, well, he was hurt to start the year, and he just never really seems to have gotten his legs under him. Um, plus, there's yeah, Jeremy Grant there who, I mean, Jeremy Grant's probably a much better defender, and Patrick Patterson's kind of more of a stretch four man. Um, but they have Carmelo. So, like, I mean, isn't Carmelo like the on-crack version of Patrick Patterson? Yeah, pretty – Pretty much, he's just a better all-around player. Um, I guess if I had to guess, Terrence Ferguson and uh, Jeremy Grant are going to get uh, bumps, but I'm not excited about any of those guys in the standard league. Um, let's let's move on to the most important news to talk about. Boogie Cousins out for the year. Horrible, horrible news. We almost did an emergency podcast for this one but uh it would have lasted about one and a half minutes and it would have said demarcus cousins owners i'm sorry you had a nice year but you're screwed and not making the playoffs i'm very sorry yeah no you're gonna have to really get lucky from this point on 
to to be a contender still. And by lucky, I mean like maybe we see one of these big trades go down like we saw today, and you make the pickup that now goes from he had no value to maybe he's a top 100 player. Right? If you can snag a couple of those guys – Fill out your roster. Yeah. Maybe you can paper scraps. A couple of those guys, plus like a trade where you get lucky, where like maybe you get Aaron Gordon and because he's had in a slump, and then the last half of the season or last few months, uh, Aaron Gordon turns back into uh, you know a top forty player, and but, then uh, the guy you're playing gets uh, his best player gets injured. You're just not going to replace twenty five points, thirteen rebounds, five assists, almost two steals, almost two blocks. In almost and over two threes, you're not replacing it. And well, we've talked about this, I mean, ever since I joined the show here about Boogie is a, a fantasy unicorn in some ways, right? Like he produces a statistical line that almost nobody produces, and so his production is almost impossible to replace by any one single player. Um, but maybe you know, don't don't just quit playing. I mean, I, th- I think. We see this happen to people all the time, right? Like, oh, I was in third place, but Boogie's out. I'm done. Man, maybe you have the guy on your roster, the Victor Oladipo type, who has that crazy second half he had with the Magic and is like a top 10 player the rest of the way. Well, you know what I mean? Like, anything can happen. It's a short sample of games. I'm I'm not not saying give up. I'm saying I'm sorry. I'm pouring one out for you. I'm pouring one out for Boogie, who was having one of his best seasons of his career. Um, it's It's a shame. I don't like... Uh, watching Boogie complain about every single call and just being a complete just jerk on the, on the basketball court. But it seemed like him and Anthony Davis got along and it seemed like he was playing the best basketball of his career. I'm pouring one out there. Um, obviously, Anthony Davis, Drew Holiday are going to have to take on more of a workload. So that's really good for their values. Um, and I like each one more, actually. I've owned, I own each one more in some standard leagues. I think he's a he's underrated already. He's not owned. I don't think he's owned in. Well, maybe he's owned in half a leagues right now. Um, each one more is is good. He'll probably get a little bit more production as well. Uh, I'm surprised each one more is not owned in more leagues, but um, that might be a good guy to take a flyer on for now. Oh, for sure. Um, he comes up every week in my my weekly column just because he's never owned in as many leagues as he should be. Um. So he's going to catch the brunt of this. You don't want guys like Dante, Dante Cunningham, Ian Clark, Darius Miller. No. Like Darius Miller will give you threes. Dante Cunningham, I swear that guy could play 48 minutes and not produce a statistical line that's even worth it in a 14-team league. I'm not interested. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think this is, Miller might be a pickup in a, in a very deep league. Maybe, maybe. Maybe this is another team though that if they want to stay in it, they're gonna to have to try to swing some sort of trade because they I mean we talked about this last week, they don't want to play their bench. Yeah, at all. This, this opens up uh this opens up another trade uh possibility. Like these injuries have just made what was going to be a crazy trade deadline even crazier. And so let's get to that most important news of the week. Mike Connolly not coming back for the year. Uh good news for Tyreek Evans owners out there. Good news for Mario Chalmers fans, which I think there's like his mom and one guy in Miami. <laughs> that's it. Well, I thought it was LeBron, right? Is LeBron, LeBron is not a fan of Mario Chalmers. You see how quickly LeBron threw Mario Chalmers 
out the boat. I didn't see Dude, Mario Chalmers on no banana boat. I don't know, but I heard he was the best point guard in that draft. How many years ago was that now? I, I hate to break it to LeBron, but he's a pretty bad drafter. I hope he doesn't ever own a team. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Memphis is probably going to trade away Tyreek Evans. We heard that that fake news, right, that he was going to Boston. Yeah, that came out of nowhere, and then it disappeared real quick. Um, I, I, I think you capitalize on him, right? I mean, he's on a one-year deal. He's going to get paid because he's having a great season. So if he's healthy, he's going to get paid. Um, and that's another thing about the boogie deal, right? This, this, the Pelicans medical staff always scares me, right? Well, they have no, been noted to be bad and he's a free agent after this year. He was going to get paid a huge contract. And now that Achilles situation kind of really puts that up in the air. Um, we probably never see boogie get back to being boogie again. We usually don't when someone has an Achilles injury. And so uh, I don't, yeah, I don't want to hear that. That's sad, man. So that'll be something to talk about um, this offseason. And, and obviously, I doubt, I doubt, I doubt we'll see Cousins for like the first month of the season. I mean, that would be pretty. Yeah, his, draft, his draft value for next year has, uh, is, is in a big question mark and definitely, uh, definitely takes an enormous hit. He almost turns into an IT type of uh, draft pick. So we'll, we'll transition to Conley here. Um, as far as next year goes, I mean, they say he's going to be ready for training camp. Are you going to be back on board of, with Mike Conley? Because, I mean, this is kind of two out of three years now we've seen him just kind of, oh, he's hurt, it's not that bad, and then he just never plays again. Well, Mike, Mike Conley I always think is pretty underrated in most drafts. So I'm – I'm on him in the sense that I think he's going to be under under draft drafted next year. Um, this injury definitely completely removes all his visibility. It gives people a, a little bit of a pause because he played 12 games this year, 69 games last year, 56 games the year before that, 70 games the year before that. That was uh, and then 73. So he hasn't played even close to 80 games. I guess 73 is not that bad, but. Um, He's consistently underrated anyway, so you might be able to get Mike Connolly very late, and I'm probably going to draft him late. I'm taking a chance on Mike Connolly um, just because he's only 30, and he's probably got a couple more years left in him, and I'm willing to take his efficiencies in in, in a Roto League. If I say he's getting picked at pick 50, you're going to take a shot on him? No. 75. Mm, I think about it. Yeah. I think that's probably about where we see him, right? It's probably somewhere right around 75. But it's not – it's early enough where there's a little bit of risk, especially if we're talking 12, 14, 16 team leagues, right? Like a little bit more teams. It's a little risky. Um, But obviously there's a lot of upside. I mean he scored 20 points a game. Just last season, yeah. Um, so he'll be another interesting one that will will starting probably... point guard in the league. Like, what else do you need to know? But thirty-one years old, coming off a season where he was hurt the whole time, had a what seems like a pretty significant surgery. Yeah. Um, and don't be surprised. They they said 
oh, this person will be ready for training camp. This person will be ready. I mean, what, Isaiah Thomas was going to be ready for the start of the season, and he didn't play until what, mid-December? Last Yesterday. You know what I mean? So um, they lie. They don't always tell the truth. So be wary of drafting Mike Conley, especially if you're in one of those leagues that drafts like super early, like way before training yeah. camp. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be jumping on Mike Conley at like pick 50 because you might get nothing for a while. You gotta, you know what? I, you got to draft at least two weeks into preseason. It's the perfect time to draft. If you can draft the day before the league starts, but obviously that's not – Completely possible for everybody. Um, let's get to the largest, the biggest, the most breaking news. Jabari Parker will be back this week. Um, are you excited about Jabari Parker? Are you going to pick him up in your standard league if he's on your waiver wire right now? Well, I'm excited about Jabari Parker, and I'm not excited about Jabari Parker. That's a that's these those are not congruent statements. I'm excited about Jabari Parker because I think he's a good young talent, and I'm excited to see what he can do on the court. Um, would I pick him up in a standard league? Sure, he's got a lot of upside, right? Um, now he's not a fantastic fantasy player. No, and sure he scored 20 points a game last year, but 6.2 rebounds is just okay. 2.8 assists is just Mm. Okay. He had a steal a game, which is just okay. Uh, 1.33 pointers, which is just okay. I don't even know if that's okay anymore. Um, So he's basically just a points guy with a little bit here and a little bit there and some decent percentages. And um, where is he playing on this team? Like, that's going to the- just jump into the starting lineup. They already got a rotation, they already know what they're doing. That's That's the real question, right? Well, and maybe we can tie this in, right? Um, Eric Blitzo got hurt tonight. We don't really know how bad. Um, he had a sore ankle and never came back in the game. Um, but this is another team. We, we've talked about this a lot lately. Like, they don't want to play their bench. So you got to think they're probably going to ease him in here a little bit like they did with anybody who hasn't played all season. But after a few weeks, once he gets ramped up, couldn't you see Jabari Parker playing like 34 minutes a game and after the all-star break, right? Give them two I don't weeks. I think so, right? And you know what I mean? And so there could be some good production there, especially if he's on the waiver wire. If he's free right now, I'd scoop him up in a second. Just yeah. the, the upside of the player, right? Like, Why, not, no- why not take a chance? He's going to be a top 100 player. Probably if he's playing 25 minutes plus. Just simply because he's going to score a bit. Um, why not? Like, what, at this point in the season, what do you got to lose? Um, and we're going to talk about, you know, our kind of our, our playoff strategies later this week. But, uh, and as Tyler mentioned, there was an Eric Bledsoe um, injury. And it also turns out that John Wall had a, a secret MRI and a meeting with another doctor. Nobody knows what's going on there. But we're going to talk about that stuff more when we get more information let's enough of the enough of these jokes enough of the uh, banter that nobody wants to hear let's get to it clippers pistons have agreed on a deal blake griffin for toby harris avery bradley the boban marovich what, what do you think about oh that? come on 
Try again. Maybe you'll get it. Mirjanovich. 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 It's close enough. He's a fucking enormous human being. I don't have to. I, you know what? He's he's three feet taller than me. If he's offended by me mispronouncing his name, um, he's a he's a millionaire. Get get out of my face. Um, and of course, the second round pick. This is some. Um, oh, bon This trade bon. came out of nowhere. Like you yawn, oh bitch. Okay, okay, okay. Um, this trade came out of nowhere. We heard yes. Avery Bradley, right? We heard some rumors over the last few days. But this is not. This was not on no one's radar. And what was crazy about this, the craziest to me about this was like, we heard this morning, okay, maybe. The Pistons are shopping Avery Bradley. We have heard the Clippers are shopping Lou Williams, and and then like boom, out of nowhere, right? You didn't really hear an inkling of anything. This trade happened, and let's remember this going forward for the next nine days or so until the trade deadline. Ten days, however many days we got left. I, I haven't done the math. That the deals you normally hear about, like ooh, the Cavs want George Hill. Usually that means the talks kind of broke down a little bit that you're hearing since you're hearing about it. If things were going swimmingly in the talks, the deal would be done. It would have just happened when the you know two hours before you heard about it, and then everybody would be talking about the trade. Yes. So I think that's important to remember as we go on here is the stuff you hear about is probably not the most likely to happen. The stuff you don't hear about will just smack you in the face. And um, that is the number one reason that you need to, if you don't have a Twitter account, get one right now. And you need to be on Twitter. You need to be on Google probably every single day and night between now and the trade deadline. Because if you are in a position, I mean, this is going for anybody, no matter what position you are in your, in your league. But if you are making, uh, trying to make a playoff run or a little bit out of the playoffs, this week and a half, two weeks, could legitimately make or break your season. Oh, no doubt about that. And if you caught the Woj tweet, right, it says, you know, he he said it himself. Talked on Pistons Clippers Blockbuster started six days ago, but accelerated in the past 24 hours. The framework of the deal has been in place since early afternoon today, on Monday. So, right, no one was reporting they were talking. And then, mm. boom, it smacked us in the face. Came out of nowhere. And let's, um, I mean, where do you want to start with this? Do you want to start with the Clippers or do you want to start with the Pistons? Um, well, I mean, Blake Griffin's obviously the name, but I think the Clippers really won this trade. So I, I'm fine to start with either one you want to start with. Well, if you want to talk about who won, yeah, if you want to talk about who won the trade, you get you got to go with the fact that the Clippers got rid of Blake Griffin's contract, a guy who's injured all the time. They got a couple assets and a draft pick in Boban's giant skull um, to block shots. And so him and I would play him and DeAndre just dual dual towers it. Um, that'd be well, great. And here's the thing we should probably say about the Clippers: I doubt they're done. So anything we say about the Clippers today. Does Somewhat. not apply after uh, midnight Central Standard Time, January 29th. Does not apply. Um, this this becomes very interesting. 
in Clipperland. Let's start with the Clippers because I do think that is the more interesting fantasy situation. Avery's coming over. Avery been uh, pretty off and on hurt this year, not having as great of a year. He goes to a situation. So a lot we talked about this at the beginning of the season, before the season. Uh, Tyler astutely bringing up the fact that Avery Bradley, a lot of his value came from the fact that he was able to get rebounds as a guard and going to play with Drummond, he's not going to get any rebounds. Well, that exactly happened. Now he's going to go play with DeAndre Jordan, who is also in trade talks. So um, Avery Bradley's stock could go up if DeAndre Jordan leaves, but DeAndre Jordan's still there, and he's going to soak up all the rebounds there. Yeah, I don't know that Avery Bradley's value changes a ton from what we saw all this year. Um, I think that he maybe is in a little bit better situation in the sense that I could see the Clippers letting him freelance a little bit more and, and maybe his usage goes up a little bit. But I don't think the rebounds are coming back, not like unless DeAndre gets moved, like you said. Yeah, um, and, and his health has been questionable. And you just don't know how much of that is, is affecting his shot. He is only shooting, I think, 40% on the year. And, man, I, he's going to get plenty of playing time with the Clippers. Uh, and so I'm not terribly worried about that. But he has not been effective in his um, 31 minutes a game this year. So, you know, I don't, I don't know why I'd get excited about Avery Bradley. He's not available in as many leagues as you would think you should be. But, you know, I, I'm willing to... In a standard league, um, I, I, he's not the first guy I'm taking a flyer on. How about that? Uh, I'm probably with you there. Um, he is re- reuniting with Doc Rivers. Um, I, I don't know that that matters for anything other than there's some familiarity there. Um, I don't. I, I don't think that matters. Well, in the sense that I, I mean, some players kind of get lost in a and they get traded and they don't. They don't fit well into a system, right? They're trying to learn new offensive plays and, and things like that. And I don't think that's going to matter so much with Avery Bradley because he's played for Doc before and he probably knows a little bit about Doc's kind of philosophies on everything. That being said, I mean, other than the the 1.2 steals and the 15 points, I mean, I just don't really see much Avery Bradley's giving you. So I'm, I'm, I'm backing you that he's not really worth much. What does this do to Tobias Harris's stock? Well, I mean, we've seen Blake Griffin come out and basically anytime he's been on the court, be a monster, right? As far as getting the ball in his hands and and scoring a lot. Um, I think Tobias Harris could shoulder some of that load, right? That I mean, he's probably going to be the Blake Griffin now, the power forward on this team. Yeah, he's he's not the same type of beast. He's not he doesn't have the same type of game as Blake Griffin. Um but he does have more range, which I, I think they're gonna like. And the ball's gotta go somewhere. And I think Tobias Harris is often an an underrated scorer and shooter in the league. And I think unlike Blake Griffin, right, who a lot of times you'll hear me say gets overvalued. I think Tobias Harris gets undervalued a little bit. Like there are times when I see Tobias Harris, like slipping way far in drafts. And so if I can trade for Tobias Harris, like would I be surprised if Tobias Harris 
kept up his like 18, 19 points scored, two and a half three pointers, five rebounds, two assists. You wish Tobias Harris gave you some more defensive stats. I'm, I'm with you there, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Tobias Harris be what Tobias Harris has been pretty much all season. Yeah, the steals and the blocks I think really hurt his his overall value. Um, but I don't see him going down in value. And best case scenario is he he gets more touches and his value does trend up. And the Clippers are probably going to get a little healthier, right? Like Austin Rivers has been out here. Danilo Gallinari has been out here. Um, they're due back at some point. I, you could see Lou Williams get traded. If Lou Williams gets traded, Avery Bradley might, I might get a lot more interesting just because they got to have somebody to score. Tobias Harris isn't going to put in more than about 18 points a game. And Lou Williams is doing, I mean, a crazy amount of scoring for this team right now. I, yeah, I can't believe what Lou Williams is doing, and he's about to do a little bit more since Blake is gone. Um, it probably does f- force teams to focus strictly on on Lou Williams. So, you know, I don't think it's going to hurt Lou because he's just having a great season. Um, but, you know, this is Lou Williams' stock is probably as high as it's ever going to be. And that's where I was going to go. I think I would trade Lou Williams if I could get any similar value to what he's producing right now, I would trade him away. We Even saw a last little bit less than that. And he did not perform very well. Yeah. Yeah. I would probably, I would be shopping Lou Williams for the next week and a half. So, oh, wow. I have another question about the Clippers here. Let's see. I'm kind of interested. There's two players I'm kind of interested uh, obviously, I think Tobias Harris is going to be a little bit better. I don't think it affects too many people on this team. Perhaps Wesley Johnson or Austin Rivers see they see their production go down, their minutes go down. There's two guys I'm kind of interested in. One of their names you're not going to like. You're not going to like this. You're not going to like what I'm going to say. There's a, 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 a good-looking Italian man named Daniello Gallinari who allegedly one of these days is going to ride on a boat over the ocean into L.A. and be healthy. And he's probably, outside of Crazy Lou Williams, if he's fully healthy playing at old Daniela Gallinari uh, production, is a top 60 player. Yeah, I mean, he's a player of kind of very similar to Tobias Harris, right? Like, you went a little bit more defensive stats, but he can score and shoot and do a lot of things you like to see. Um, the yeah, problem he's is, got a great free throw percentage if you're interested in those types of things. The problem I have with him is just he's always a little bit of an injury risk, right? I mean, he has never really played – 80 games in a season bar one time back in 2010. She's starting to be a long time ago now, right? Uh, that was like almost a decade ago. I can't um, believe Daniel Gallinari has been in the league that long. Yep. Was he was actually, drafted 10 years ago. Yes, sir. He was. Wow. So I will caution anyone on saying that Daniel Gallinari is going to be great for the rest of the season. I He might come back, but 
that might mean he gets hurt again in five games or maybe he's healthy the rest of the way. You never know about Danilo, I guess is what my point is. But if he's free on the waiver wire, sure. I mean, he's another guy with a lot of upside. All right, this is going to be – I'm going to give you – I'm going to throw a question at you. Danielle Gallinari, who would you rather take a flyer on rest of the year, Daniela Gallinari or Avery Bradley? You have to pick him. You have to pick him up today. Wow, that's a good one. I like that. Um, I guess I'll say this: if I need upside, and then I definitely want Gallinari. If I need a safety, right? I need someone who's going to be able to score me fifteen points and play most of the rest of the way. I think I feel a lot better about Avery Bradley playing most of the games the rest of the way than Daniel Gallinari despite Bradley being injured a little bit this season too. Yeah. And I'm, you know, I'm just, you go big or go home and that's how I feel. So I'm choosing Daniello and if it doesn't pan out, I drop him. and you know, probably Avery Bradley's still on the wire and then I pick Avery Bradley up or someone who does 80% or 90% of what Avery Bradley does anyway. I'm not terribly worried about that. Um, there's one other player I'd like to talk about on the Clippers is um Tudosic. Kind of interesting. He's been playing in the last couple of games. Been playing pretty well. Um he can put up those assist numbers. And he's getting, you know, 25, 26 minutes. Does this trade affect Milos at all? I don't really think it does in the sense that he's There's another the guard in the roster. Yeah, but Bradley's not really a point guard, is he? I mean, No, he could play the two. He could probably play the three as well. Now, do we let Austin Rivers play some more point guard? I mean, obviously Lou Williams plays some point guard off the bench. But I, I just think that Milos' minutes are pretty safe. That Milos has been a little disappointing for me this year in the sense that he gives you almost nothing in those defensive stats. Yeah, and I thought he would be a better shooter. I didn't think he'd be a great shooter, but I thought he'd be above 40%. Yeah, and so Milos has been a little bit disappointing, but those assist numbers are big. The three rebounds helps. You know what I mean? There's some point guards who get you like one and a half or two rebounds, so that that's a nice little boost. But Two threes in limited minutes is, isn't bad either. Yeah, I mean, so Milos... I figure, you know, he plays 28 minutes the rest of the way. You're looking at, like, somewhere between five and a half and six assists, somewhere around that three-rebound mark, about ten points, three, two three-pointers. He's fine. He's not – it's not like I have to have Milos on my roster to win my league. Yeah, I don't I don't think he's standard league relevant, but he is. Um, I think always if you're, if you're low on assists, he's definitely a streaming candidate. Um, consistently, if he's gonna if he's gonna play the minutes, he's going to get somewhere around five and six, five to six assists. So, and then you know, every once in a while, you might get lucky. Sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. Here's a, it's always better to be lucky than good. Here's an, um, ooh, here's an interesting question. I was just kind of came out of nowhere, came out of the ether. Rest of the year. Milos Tadosic or Ricky Rubio? Oh, Rubio for sure. Rubio's been playing a little bit better recently. 
Rubio has been playing a little bit better recently, but he's mostly been playing like Milos Tadosic, which is really sad. Well, and here's the pick up the pants for Rubio, right? I mean, we we thought we knew what Rubio was, and I still think we know what Rubio is. The thing that's been kind of killer to Ricky Rubio this year is just his assist have been cut in half. And I still can't figure out why other than they're letting Donovan Mitchell handle the ball more. But, I mean, I don't understand how you go from nine assists to 4.8 assists. But I'd still rather have Rubio. He's going to score more. He's going to get you one and a half steals, which that right there alone sets him well ahead of Mr. Milos Tadosic. Okay, Tadosic gets you more threes. They both shoot a crappy percentage from the field. Four rebounds is much better than three rebounds. And, I mean, I said it already, 4.8 assists, and Milos probably gets you like six. But with the points and steals boost, I'd definitely rather have Rubio. The steals are the the steals are the real key here, the potential that he could re- return to old Ricky Rubio status is, is there, so that, that's a, another boost for him. And uh, hitting almost a, um, what, three free throws at an 87% clip, not great, but better than Milos, uh, who shoots less than a free throw a game. So, yeah, uh, yeah it is Ricky Rubio. I just want to just point out how the mighty have fallen. It is, uh, it is sad, uh, and I still, I, I, you know, I, I'm keeping Ricky Rubio on my team in the listener league, uh, which is getting getting tight, getting hairy in there. And um, I'm really hoping Ricky Rubio can figure his life out. And Danielle Gallinari, oh my gosh, what a team. What a, Everybody's injured. What a crappy team. Um, We've seen the production tick up in the last six games for Rubio. That's all I'll say. Yeah, it's been positive. It's been a positive few weeks for Ricky Rubio. And um, all you can do is hold on to him because you're not going to get value for him. And then if you trade him away, and this is, what I, this is why I haven't traded him away. I'm going to trade him away. And he's going to turn right back into Ricky Rubio. And he's going to win someone else the league. And I'm going to be really, really depressed about it. Um, I was just excited that hashtag Mike doesn't make the playoffs lived on. Oh my God. People talking lots of crap online and you know, what a, what a terrible week. I did my due diligence in setting up my team to uh, make a little bit of a comeback against old trust the prospects and a amazing performance by not one, but two idiots on my team, Buddy Healed and Josh Jackson. Hey, Josh Jackson, you got 20 points, eight rebounds tonight in one block. Yesterday, you went 0 for 13. You went 0 for 13. Buddy Healed, you, you idiot. 0 for 5. Brings my field goal down below trust the prospects. Also, I'm I'm about twenty points short, and a couple re you know eight rebounds short of taking that week. Are you thanks, worried? Thanks a lot, guys. I really I really appreciate Heald and Jackson just shit in the bed. Are you worried that you're playing the fifth place team this week and you're going to be knocked out of your playoff spot? No, I'm not at all. I'm not worried about that at all. I will give props to Buckets McGee. 
uh, taking a huge leap last week into fifth place. Seven and two week for him over LeBron. I think he played LeBron's hairline, um, who went two and seven. So LeBron hairline might get, might need to get your life together. You might miss the playoffs, buddy. Someone, here's what I'll say. Someone better step up and take me out. I lost to Marcus Cousins in the league. Yeah, you're gonna. I don't know if you're gonna make the playoffs. We got one of them late playoffs. I'm not sure you're gonna make the playoffs, Tyler. Now my best player is the last pick in our fantasy all-star draft, John Wall. And I'm pretty sure you put a hex on not just my team in this league, but my team in that draft because just after it happened, the Marcus Cousins got hurt. If you have to resort to the dark arts to win your fantasy basketball league, I um, I will support you. Just throwing it out there. Let's get back to the trade. Blake Griffin is moving to the beautiful city of Detroit, from lovely LA to beautiful city of Detroit, uh, which as of last check is not on fire. And he becomes basically the premier scorer on this team. Tobias is out. Avery's out. What what what's the makeup of this team now? It's there's going to be a lot of a, a different roles moving forward with this team. Well, did they just transform themselves into a bit of the this year's Clippers in the sense that it's a dominating center who can grab a lot of rebounds but not really do much on the offensive end other than dunk the ball? I mean, he's a little bit, he's a pretty good passer. He's a lot better passer than, than DeAndre Jordan, but he's not like he can shoot. So he's kind of in a similar role in the front court next to a giant man who gobbles up everything, isn't he? Yeah, it's pretty much the same uh, player, but a little bit better offensively, really. And so I don't know that it changes a ton for Blake, but like always with Blake, we're waiting for the next injury whether it comes from punching someone in the face or his leg blows up because that's what happened to Blake Griffin um I don't think Blake's value changes a ton though I'll tell you this the um this year's Clippers are 25 and 24 the this year's Clippers in the east are a playoff team and I'm pretty sure this means Detroit's making the playoffs Oh, I don't know about that. Who are they taking out? If they're going to make it, who are you taking out? Uh, the Wizards, man. The Wizards are going to fall off. I think the Pacers potentially could fall off. But, we uh, talked about that during, up with during our All-Star man. draft. You know what I mean? Yeah. We talked about it during our All-Star draft that Victor Oladipo could turn into a pumpkin. We've seen it before. I hope not. I got a lot of writing on that guy. Um, yeah, the John Wall injury makes that team probably the most likely one to fall out, but they're four and a half games ahead, and there's not that not that many games to go, right? So there's a lot of time, a lot of time left. Philadelphia um, straddling that 500 mark. I know everybody wants to see Philly in the playoffs. I want to see Philly in the playoffs, but I actually I mean, think this made Detroit a worse team. To be honest with you, overall, yeah, definitely. Because I mean, look at that depth chart now. Like, but look at some of the guys they're gonna have to play here. Like, ew. yeah. And so I guess that's the next question. Obviously, Blake Griffin will be fine in his new setup and his new role. Uh, 
the return of uh, Point Blake is probably not going to happen. But uh, I, you know, I I hope and pray every night to the Dark Lord that Point Blake will return and deliver all of us assists. In I will say that that are that are approach double digits. I will say this for him: he's found a three point shot this year, and he's making two a game, and it looks real. Uh, and that, yeah, that's been a big boost to Blake, especially Blake's fantasy value. And if Blake can stay healthy, man, he's the type of guy that could win your league. I mean, if you could trade for Blake, especially at a discount, someone says, "Oh, Blake's going to get hurt." Blah blah blah. Blake's the type of guy that could win you your league. Just get real nice and hot down the stretch and have twenty average twenty five points a game with like six assists and eight rebounds and a steal and two three pointers and I just want to go I just want to throw it out there against Minnesota he did have thirty two twelve and twelve I'm just saying Point Blake is in there he's hiding in in that body you um, never, never give up on that do you I'll, I never will I also want to give a shout out to Blake Griffin who was borderline a punt free throw guy back in the day and is shooting almost 80%, 78.5% free throws on this season, the best of his career, uh, has consistently upgraded his free throw shooting um, throughout his career. And I, I want to say props to you, Blake, for making yourself more valuable in fantasy. And in real life, I guess, too. So... I will ask you this question now, because I don't think it changes Drummond's value a whole ton. I don't think it changes the point guard value, be it Ish Smith, who's playing now, or Reggie Jackson when he comes back a ton. I mean, maybe those guys are asked to score a little bit more, but I think we know what those players are. They're still going to be playing the same role. So my question to you is, is there a wing player on this team that you're interested in owning now? Right, like Tobias Harris played some small forward, even though he's been starting at power forward a lot. Um, obviously, Avery Bradley ate a lot of minutes at the shooting guard position, so there's now some minutes open, and they did not trade for a wing player. Right, they got Blake Griffin, they got Bryce Johnson, they got Willie Reed. Those are all big men. Man, if they could just go get John Lure out of in the time machine, stop him from being injured. Um. Man, I'm looking at this roster. I'm looking at the rest of this roster, and it is just it is just trash, just absolute trash. I, I guess you have to say Reggie Bullock is going to take Avery's minutes, and Stanley Johnson is probably the next in line for now Stanley Johnson is already playing 27 minutes a game and I kind of like his fantasy game but he can't shoot um I would watch Stanley Johnson but he's he's the next in line to take Tobias Harris's minutes those are probably the only two I mean Ishmael sorry doing Ishmael stuff but like am I interested in Tolliver Moreland Luke Kennard no I, I even with significant upticks and minutes from from any of those guys, I just I don't see a standard league value with any of them. And it might not be a standard league value, but I think Luke Kennard is going to be the guy who gets the biggest jump here. Um, Van Gundy has recently been saying about he wants Kennard to play more minutes, and 
that he likes what Kennard can do. And a lot of people think Kennard is the typical, like, Grayson Allen type, like just this white guy who shoots three-pointers. And Kennard's a little bit better than that. He's got a little bit of ball handling ability. Um, I think he's going to be a real nice three-point shooter. I mean, he's shooting 43% on the season. Granted, it is on limited attempts. Um, only 107 attempts, but 107 attempts is starting to be a decent sample size. Um, I think we could see Kennard playing a lot of minutes down the stretch and kind of having one of those mini rookie breakouts. Um, I don't know that it's going to be super relevant in your standard, standard league, but if you're in a 12 team league, I might take a shot on Kennard. If mm. It's one of those ones where everybody's picking up the person real, real fast. You know what I mean? Per I, 30, per 36 numbers, you. check it out. They're I'm not, not with that you. Bad. Not at all. You don't like him at all. I'm not with you on this, and, and here's why. He is what exactly what you just said. He's going to shoot some threes and score some points, and nothing else. And just it's just nothing else. He's not. Uh, oh, no. a mon- he's just not. He's not a monster rebounder. He's not going to get you crazy assists. He's going to be borderline a steal a game. I I don't see this. And, you know, Van Gundy did say 24, 28-minute range. So, I mean, that's a great bump. For him, it's just, you know, it's not standardly relevant. I'm not even sure if it's that relevant. In the, in the I, I think you're game. underestimating the, the total package um, in the sense that the two, he could, he could push to like two, two and a half, three-pointers a game. Which, like you said, I mean, a lot more players are doing that, right? But yeah. it's getting in the range where that's a positive and not a negative category, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's treading water. That's that's cool. That's fine. Four rebounds. I mean, I could see him be like three, three and a half, four rebounds. I mean, he's two rebounds in 18 minutes. So you could see him tick up to like three rebounds there. Now Drummond is eating a lot of it. Um, Blake Griffin is a knee rebounder. I think you could see that tick up. I think we could see him be like two and a half assists a game if he's given a little bit more yeah. playmaking responsibility. I think this could be one of those wing guys that just looks all right. He's kind of in that streaming class in your 10 and 12 team leagues and a 14 team league. He's he's kind of worth it. I'd yeah, say he's a top to those, 150 player the rest of the way. Let's put when it that you get way. To those bigger leagues, really top 150. I, I'm man, I'm not even going to go that far. Um, he could, he could, he could sneak into that range. I guess he could, he could, but he's going to have to, going to have to shoot the ball better. He's going to have to um, do. He's going to have to make some damn two pointers. He seems like he can make a lot of three pointers. It's the two pointers he doesn't. Or see. here's a crazy idea: shoot. Five times as many threes. Yeah, when you're shooting, I, and I made this season where Buddy Heald was actually shooting better from three than from the field. And I, I wrote this article saying, just shoot all three-pointers. Don't Just don't even shoot a two-pointer. Just anything a three-pointer. Yeah, stop. Like at the point where you're hitting 40% of your three-pointers and 39% from the field, just shoot all three-pointers. If you're hitting 43% of three-pointers like Luke Kennard, just shoot all three-pointers. Mm, yeah, I'm not with you on Luke Kennard. I'm just not. I can't do it. He's not good. He doesn't do anything for me. Uh, even 14-team league, 
that's what I'm starting to I'm starting to think about it. Right. Um, it's hard to find guys in those leagues. So okay, the, I can I can be considered there. But uh, would you take Reggie Bullock over Luke Kennard? I would take Luke Kennard. Oof. I don't know if I I, I don't know. Should we I put that? Take, I think I'd rather take Reggie Bullock. Should we put that on proverbial uh, wager list? Yeah, put it on the rest of the put season. Put it on the list. Reggie Bullock over Luke Kennard rest of the season. Ah, uh, Kennard's taking that man. I'm telling you. I don't know. I think Reggie Bullock's a little bit more versatile than people give him credit for. And um, I would take Luke Kennard. I'm not sure how consistent Reggie Bullock's going to be, though. I would take Luke Kennard over any of those guys, Stanley Johnson included. Any of those wing players on the Pistons, I would yeah. take Luke Kennard. Let, let's let's say Stanley Johnson, old Stanky Johnson, gets. <laughs> 33 minutes a game moving forward. I don't wasn't he playing that at the beginning of the season though? He like, was. I mean, he was. Yeah. I mean, like what what makes us think and I'll give it to Stanley, right? He's real athletic and he has a game or two where you go like, holy crap, Stanley Johnson did that. Yeah. There's but, something there, but it's like once every six games. And you don't right, and there's then no if, pattern, right? Like it's just like two games and then he doesn't play. Well, I think he's going to get pretty consistent minutes now that, that they made this trade, right? Like he's going to play pretty much in every game. But I'm like, keeping a full eye on him for the rest of the season. But I mean, just go back if you're if you're going to pick up Stanley Johnson, especially in your standard league, go back from the start of the season and look at the game log. You don't want to own that player. Like there are plenty of stretches where he doesn't score. He scores two points, three points, two points. Oh, then he gets 10 Zero for a couple points. games. Then he's four points, seven points. And it's not like he's giving you anything that's like super sexy other than maybe the steals. Like he's yeah. a good steals player. The steals interest me. And so that's what I'm saying. If he can put it together, I'm like Luke Kennard. The steals don't interest me there. But Luke Kennard's actually capable of, you know, hitting shots, getting threes, doing some other things. And so I, I, I would take Luke Kennard over Stanley Johnson. I'm taking neither one of them. Um, in a standard league for for any reason. Yeah, and I mean, I think this trade just kind of took away two big rotation pieces and only inserted one. And if Blake Griffin does get any kind of nick or injury, this team is just sunk. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, like it, it's a gamble. It's a big gamble of a trade for them. It definitely is, but um, you know, I I think it could work out if Blake stays healthy. Well, and I think more than maybe any other year, right? Getting in the playoffs in the East is huge. Because yeah. are you seeing any team that you're circling going this like the Warriors, right? This team's going to win the West, right? Maybe yeah. Houston gives them a, a a tussle in the playoffs. Maybe San Antonio gets there, but. I mean, the Warriors are heavy, heavy favorites. In the East, I could see a lot of those teams winning the playoff series and winning a playoff series and making it pretty far. You know what I mean? Like, It's a crapshoot. It's a complete crapshoot. And, you know, you take a look at that and you're like, all right, a healthy Wizards team, that's a, that's a pretty good team. If they come into the playoffs healthy, that's a pretty good team. Obviously, the Cavs are 
are still the Cavs. LeBron's still on that team, even though they can't play defense. They're dangerous. Boston's dangerous. Toronto's playing well. The Heat are – no one wants to play the Heat. They play too hard. As he's a freak, he'll be the best player on the damn court. Philadelphia just could be – just could get really weird. Like, it just could be like, uh-oh, tons of momentum and beads out of his mind. They're taking it seriously. Everything's clicking. The only team I'm, I guess I'm not afraid of is the Pacers. I'm with you there, but it, you know what I mean. Like the Philly, if Philly stays in the eighth seed and let's say the playoffs started today, would you be shocked if Philly won the conference? Like, okay, it'd be a bit of a surprise, but I wouldn't. Mean, I, I wouldn't be falling out of my seat. It wouldn't be like the Nuggets winning the the West, right? Like, it'd be exciting. It'd be real exciting. Like if you said to me the Nuggets won the West, I'd go, "You're you're full of it, man. You you've been taking the drugs, right?" Whereas if Philly won, I'd be like, "I could see that. I could see it. I'm not saying I'd bet on it, but I could see it happening." And the and Raptors, guess- the Raptors have the third worst. I just want to throw it out there: the Raptors have the third best point differential in the league by quite a bit. Yes. Just letting everybody know. And in a more depressing note, because it wouldn't be watching the boxes podcast unless I talked about the Bulls. The Bulls have the third worst points differential in the league, yet they're they're they might make the eighth seed. Yeah, but those Sacramento Kings are running away with that point differential, Michael. So they certainly are. Um I it has been promising. The Bulls have been losing um over the last Few games they're projected to be getting actually a real talent in the next draft right now, and that makes me that, that pleases me. Sacramento, the only team who not only gets all their players hurt, but their coach too. That's all I'll say. <laughs> when, when when did this happen? You didn't see it yesterday. No, I didn't see this. Yeah, their coach. Uh, I don't know that he's hurt, hurt. Okay, but he was arguing a call, and he got real red in the face, and then he he didn't. Like, he fell down to a knee. I won't say that he fell, like, passed out or anything. He fell down to a knee, and one of the assistant coaches got up and, like, caught him before he hit the ground. Um, and then he didn't wow. return to the game after that. So, yeah. Um, so they they hmm. rested their two players, and they had four players who were out with injuries. So they played – the youth movement played a nine-man rotation that featured Vince Carter, Costa Kufis, Zach Randolph – yeah, the youth movement was in I'm, full swing yesterday. I'm a little perverse. I would have liked to have gone to that game. <laughs> it just would have been kind of fun to see all those little guys playing. Like it would have been a fun game. You you know what you're getting into when you show up. They, they played the Spurs, and the Spurs, well, they gave them exactly what you'd expect. Yeah, the Spurs are not bad. The um, Aaron Fox so yeah. though played like a beast. I will give it to him. Twenty six points looked real nice. Let's, uh, I mean, I think that's it. I mean, we, we kind of went over the gist of the tread, the major, the major pieces there. We're not too worried about Drummond or Blake. Uh, the rest of the Detroit team looks pretty, um, questionable. You like Luke Kennard. I like Reggie Bullock and over on the Clippers side, you maybe a hit in the, um, Austin rivers fan club, which is his dad and one guy in Miami, the same guy who likes Mario Chalmers. Um, I'm interested in Daniel Gallinari. You're obviously not. 
uh, for lots of uh, logical reasons. And, no, uh, I'm interested in Danilo Gallinari. I'm not interested in trading anything that I'm using for Danilo Gallinari. Oh, Does that make I'm, sense? I'm interested in, yeah, I'm interested in picking him up. I'm not interested in trading him, you know, maybe if I have some crap at the end of my bench. I will say Gallinari, and I think I said this earlier, right? Probably if he's on your waiver wire, in a, even in a standard league, he probably has one of the highest upsides of any player on there. Absolutely. If he's but just sitting there available. I'm not, Right, but I'm not trading for him in the sense that I would not be surprised if he played, got healthy, played three or four games, and then sat out the rest of the season with another injury. That'd like, be nice. You know what I mean? Like, I, so I'm not like I'm not giving up a top fifty, sixty, seventy, even hundred player for him. If I can get him for nothing, I'll take him. But if I can't, I don't want him. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't. I don't want to trade anything of significant value because he just might not play the rest of the year. Who knows? Um, watch for more trades coming up later for the, I mean, the trade deadline is February 8th. Is that right? Yes, sir. That's like 10 days from now. 11, 11 days. So get excited. The next 11 days are going to be crazy. Uh, we will try to do our best to put emergency podcasts out there if needed, or, um, our usual schedule will take care of it. Hopefully they'll all pan out just like today's trade did. Uh, Tyler, do you have anything else you want to plug? Uh, not at the moment, no, man. You can check out my weekly schedule primer on hashtagbasketball.com or you can find it on my Twitter. Um, obviously, that's a big help in your standard leagues. And it gets a little wild now with the trades, right? The trades could change a lot, but hopefully it, it stands up for the rest of the week. And uh, you guys can always check it out. And if you got questions, you can – Catch me on Twitter and ask away. You're an excellent over on hashtagbasketball.com, an excellent article. You should read it every single week. It helps me stream unless I'm playing as Tyler, who he's already picked up the guys that he already wrote about. He's a little bit ahead of the game. Uh, you can find Tyler on Twitter at Watsy4444 or me at Watch the Boxes. And if you guys like what we're hearing so far this season, uh, we're going to be working a little bit harder here close to the trade deadline and if you're appreciating what we're doing please rate review us whatever you're listening to this on just go out there throw out a rating say great you know good just say even good say that's fine four letters that's a, that's a review it counts uh, it helps people find the podcast or if you know people who are into fancy basketball tell your friends tell the people in your league that always helps as well and if you like daily fantasy check out draft.com use the promo code boxes and get your first free game on there. It is a is a great, it's a new way to do fantasy daily, and it's my favorite way to do fantasy daily. So go check that out. Promo code boxes. I think that's it, Tyler. Another good one. Another great one. We will catch everyone soon. Thanks for joining us, everybody.